Welcome everybody to an Amundsen Family Music Podcast. And here, it feels like we have a special guest, not because she's only here once in a while, but because I think she's pretty special. This is my wife, Christina, still dressed up from church. And we thought while we were still in our dress clothes, we would do a little talking. Mm -hmm. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, you. Hello, everyone. Are you nervous? A little. It's been a while. You know, you're quite a talker. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> it's about so, certain subjects. <laughs> they say that men talk, what, how many words how per many day? Words? And women talk many, many more mm-hmm. times that. Mm-hmm. And so you're no exception. <laughs> Yet, when the camera's on you, you just clam up. <laughs> so it'll be my job today <laughs> To draw the conversation out of it's my wife. It's because I know I'm being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What I say may or may not be held against me later. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But I have found that we have a pretty gracious audience. So gracious, we won't mention names, but one of our VIP members blessed the girls with some very nice jewelry. Mm-hmm. Christina's wearing these... Um, I don't even know what color that is. I should get you to walk the runway. <laughs> and I could... Anyways, maybe not. Okay. Well, I don't know so what fine. number of podcasts this is. I think we've given up on numbering them mm-hmm. because we haven't been very consistent. It's like 34. Well, Snora said last time it was T, so this must be you. T-U. We've... As long as it's not P-U. <laughs> Oh, boy. you didn't know you married such that a funny guy. terrible. <laughs> oh, the kids. You need a rubber chicken now. The kids love my dad jokes. Dad jokes, yeah. Hey, so we were talking before the podcast about, like, what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. Because we've decided that we should at least have some direction. Well, you thought we should talk about kids, children. Yeah. And I thought, oh, we could talk about food. So... As the, as the marriage happens, we just decided to make it into one topic, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Kids and food. <laughs> so <We're> compromising. Compromising. <laughs> so I don't know if any of you who have kids probably had lots of adventures in how to feed your children. Now, we started out... Okay, we're not going to name names. No, we're not giving names. I just told one of our children this story, and I didn't tell this child the details, but do you remember when we lived in a certain place and we listened to a certain psychologist that will remain unnamed? And the psychologist said, oh, if they don't eat their food, then save it for the next meal and warm it up and give it to them again until they get hungry enough they'll eat well that did not work so that bowl of <laughs> stew how many days did it take before she ate it oh <laughs> he she you know yeah n- never mind it was a while uh-huh it, so um that that particular child and i'm not saying whether or not it was the first one or not <laughs> but she was particularly um Strong-willed. Strong willed. Strong. I was gonna even use something less dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, opinionated. 
determined about what food she eats. Obstinate. <laughs> but we were pretty strict with, I mean, you are not having any sweets, Dessert. desserts, or even mid like mid-meal snacks mm -hmm. if you did not finish your meal. Right. Well, yeah, or even try a bite. <laughs> right. And I think that it's not because we want to, you don't want to stuff your kids. Like you, you have to give them reasonable size servings. But can I say this? Maybe this is not popular in this day and age. It's more, it's not so much about eating habits that you, when you're teaching your kids to eat, it's more about obedience. Wouldn't you say? At least that was on my, on my side of it. It's about respect and obedience. Mm -hmm. part, part of it. But also doctors are saying that we need to eat regularly within half an hour at the same time every day and get to bed within half an hour, <laughs> which I fail miserably at. <laughs> Especially <laughs> yeah, around Christmas. <laughs> we Today is New Year's Eve and this past week has been a wash as far as bedtimes. <laughs> well, the kids have been gone. Any of you who have been listening to my um, morning devotions, I've already told you, Anna Lynn is gone to visit other family in another part of Oklahoma. Gabriel is still up in Canada. Um, and Sonora, Ira, and Nate are at a youth camp in Illinois. So we are here empty nesters for a little while. This is not what the podcast was supposed to be about. <laughs> but that has, you know, brought up a lot of things for us. I mean, like, what do you do? <laughs> well, we actually get to finish a conversation before getting interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I miss them, though. Oh, me too. Mm -hmm. Especially Gabriel. He's been gone, what, a year? A year, you a especially month and miss, an eight. You especially a miss month Gabriel. And eight days. Well, he's been gone. I didn't he's expect him. I didn't expect him to be gone. So that was a shock. The others we planned for months for them to be gone. And Anna's in good hands. Yeah. With Grandma and Grandpa. <clears throat> They're all in good hands. Mm -hmm. And I would venture to say that none of them probably miss us very much, which. Personally, I consider that apparent success. <laughs> I mean, you, our, our kid, okay, this is getting way off track. Yes. Our kids do like being with us and they, they do miss us when like, it's not the same when they're gone for them. I, they've told me that, but at the same time, they're secure enough in themselves that they enjoy themselves mm -hmm. and don't necessarily want to rush home to be with mom and dad. Right. Well, Anna's a preteen, so that's normal. The separation has begun. I'm sure next year she'll want to be with her friends more than her parents on New Year's Eve. Are you doing okay with that? <laughs> I'm doing okay. This is the fifth one. We should be used to it by now. Now you, you, we talk about things that we can actually talk about that we can do <laughs> while the kids are away. <laughs> you like to clean. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm making her blush. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you like to clean. So the whole house is a cleaning operation right now. Yeah, I can clean and it actually doesn't get messed up again. The kitchen stays clean. I mean, this morning I just got my little Swiffer out and Swiffered the kitchen. It was so fast and so quick. So you had 
kids, we, but I'm especially talking about you as mother, have had kids, we established our kids in April of 2001. So it's been 22 years, right? Almost 22 years. Snor was born in 02. Oh, oh, 02. You're right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, almost 22 years Mm -hmm. that we have had kids in the house. And back to our subject and have been feeding them. Mm-hmm. You have any more stories about food and kids? Oh, well, I guess before Sonora was born, I went to a conference about feeding children. and <laughs> No, it was some really good advice. And what we learned from that was you always put something on the table that's familiar, say some bread, and you always have some sort of fruit. And she suggested opening up in those days it was more affordable but opening up a large can of fruit cocktail adding bananas and whatever fresh fruit you might have on hand which is great we always have bananas going getting too ripe and having that and then something that's familiar to them and then when you introduce a new food at least they have something that they can eat that's familiar they also she also suggested to have them have a bite of everything and if they refuse to take a bite of everything then there's no dessert so at least the fruit cocktail sort of tastes like a dessert and they've had some bread they can also have some milk so there you go you've got three basic food groups pretty rounded meal even if they refuse to eat the main course Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think also over the years we've noticed that I believe there are lots of books out about body type. Your mom did a diet called the body type diet. And I have friends who have done the blood type diet. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of schools of thought. Even my doctor says that you should eat according to your blood type. So some people really do function better vegetarian that makes so, so much sense yeah no wonder my, we were trying to my blood is red that's why i like to eat meat <laughs> it makes total sense now <laughs> but i can see that some people do function better having your heavier cuts of protein whereas others do better with vegetables you have green blood I have both. I'm I have green kidding. and red. So you've done a really good job feeding the kids over the years because I can look at all the kids now and they all have well-rounded diets. Like they're all good eaters, mm-hmm. not overeaters, but they're good, well-rounded eaters. There's not much that they don't like and that won't that they won't eat. Mm-hmm. Well, we made them... Well, you were adamant, you were raised that way, that you have breakfast at the same time, dinner at noon, and supper at a decent time. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about, like, um, I know you looked at it differently because you were the the nutritionist in the house. To me, I looked at mealtime as you had the family there, and that was a good time to discipline. Mm -hmm. And when I mean discipline, I mean guide. Work on. Yeah, work on. Because I'm, like, I... I love discipline, but I'm not the kind of father to discipline just to discipline. 
Mm-hmm. Like a drill sergeant. Yeah. No, I'm more, okay, this is an opportunity to discipline the kids. Teachable moments. Teachable mm-hmm. moments. That's what you call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I use mealtime as that. That's where we had our family devotions. Mm-hmm. The kids practiced their verses. Yeah. We sang mm-hmm. and we learned how to obey because if the kids can't sit still during a meal, well, good luck getting them to sit still in, in church, church. <laughs> or in school. Mm-hmm. Right? So mealtime, hey, if you young parents are um, wondering which direction to go, make sure you have mealtime with your family mm-hmm. regularly, like mm-hmm. at least once a day. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, it was, we, we were pretty blessed. Well, we, we got to eat three times a day. Sure. What a blessing. Mm-hmm. I know it's not that easy for many families now, but as best as you can, make your young kids sit with you at the meal. Let, get them to eat what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They, we, our kids were not allowed to get up and have something different than what mm-hmm. we were having. And we established a place, and the dining room table was the place. Even snacks, it was at the table. It wasn't on the couch. Mm-hmm. And it was a time where we could talk to each other as a family. If there was any issues that had to be brought up, it was at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Um, we prayed at the kitchen table. We, um, yeah. It was a sacred place. There was a time that we had read something and it was sort of a conversation starter. Remember, we would say to them, they were in public school, and we would say to them, each of you need to tell us three things. What made you happy today? What made you sad today? And there was a third one. Well, I would ask them what was their favorite part of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we got to the, what made you sad today, then that would become a point of prayer, something we could pray about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't underestimate the power of the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. There are books written about the dinner table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we always have a a tablecloth on our table because we don't want to have a naked table. (laughs) No. And, um, yeah, we always try to set it properly, teach them about that. We always have napkins. Now, oh, Nate. Cloth napkins are just coming out. I'm so excited. Nate is such a rebel. You had him set the kitchen table or, oh, yes. uh, for Christmas, and oh, what a mess. Sorry, Nate. You play mandolin better than you set table. Mm. But I know you know how to do it. He wasn't trying. No, but it, so it was funny. I mean, it was. It was kind of a stick to mom. Mm-hmm. But I remember on Facebook a few months back, forget when it was, we had a, we did a selfie of ourselves at the kitchen table. Dining room table. Dining room Mm -hmm. table. And I put it on Facebook and talked about the necessity of, or the the blessing Mm -hmm. of having everyone at the table. And wow, we got a lot of comments, a lot of encouragement Mm. and a lot of people saying, oh, we really need to bring that back. And yeah, we really do. I think a lot has gone on in our society that has made it hard for families to sit down at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, a lot of activities, extracurricular activities, sports. Mm-hmm. And that it might not be possible. To, like Anna has lessons on Tuesday nights. So often I'm gone or you're gone during supper time. Yeah. So Tuesday nights is not possible for us. The, the only thing you can do is the best you can do. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can't do it all, personally, I would look at 
your family life to see what you could change a little bit because they're next to God and you the raising of our kids was is the most important thing I could ever do mm-hmm. well what, I just sent you a picture of something I saw in Hobby Lobby my fo- oh, <laughs> oh right it was it was saying the most important thing that goes on and our family happens within these walls. Mm. Mm-hmm. I did read it. So, so it's very important. So We'll post it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know. But the family meal table, it's pretty important. It's very important. Very important. You can bring people in. You can invite neighbors. You can minister to them. They say that there's, there's power when you feed someone, there's power there because they are under your um, tutelage while they are eating, and you can you can speak things into them that you normally wouldn't be able to speak Tut- on the street. Tutelage. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. <laughs> well, do you remember some of the times <laughs> around the table? was often the time where we could laugh too like (laughs) well what would the boys (laughs) what do you think the boys would say if you said that word tutelage tutelage. (laughs) and we're talking about the family meal table (laughs) (laughs) oh we have had some laughing fits around the family table (laughs) just be (laughs) tutelage (laughs) it's mostly you boys and your sense of humor (laughs) Oh, us boys. <clears throat> the girls just look at each other. <laughs> so, guess what? What? The clock that I usually look at for knowing how long our podcast mm-hmm. is, is on my phone, which is recording us. So, I have no idea how long we're going. But um, We I th- can wrap it up. I think we can wrap it up. So I hope we've covered a few issues that you might find interesting. And if you have any questions, call Christina and she could tell you exactly how to do it. If all else fails, one bite of food, another bite of ice cream. Or do the airplane thing. Oh, another train. Yeah, another boy, which we won't mention, worked for him all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I will say this before we leave. Okay. Is raising kids is serious, serious business, but it has got to be lighthearted. That's how we gain the respect of the kids. Mm -hmm. It's not by being an iron fist. It's with love. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy, I I say. And and for those of you that are um, believers in, in the Lord's help, and guidance, know that God is on your side. That's something that we had to remind ourselves with so many issues throughout our mm-hmm. marriage and our child raising is God wants us to succeed. Mm-hmm. He's not against us. He's not trying to test us and try us. Mm-hmm. He wants us to succeed if we'll just listen to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any final um, moments of wisdom from, from mom? Okay, was it Ben Franklin who had the Farmer's Almanac or the... Yeah, it was Ben Franklin. Not the Farmer's Almanac. No, the Farmer's Almanac. 
the other almanac. Yeah. So poor, poor Richard's almanac. Poor Richard's almanac. So his story is the greatest inspiration of all. All right. Read it. Oh, okay. Let me tell. So he. Uh, oh, it's a long. Maybe story. don't tell the whole story. Yeah. So in a nutshell, he a had a shell. really. Just kidding. I really can't. <laughs> How what does that have to do with Ben Franklin? He really had a good um, relationship with food. And he was very inspiring to me. And if I could get my children to have his, I don't know, his thoughts about food, then I would have succeeded. Is he the one that when he was working for his brother or, or brother-in-law, mm, that he, brother. would, he would exchange his food for money instead and then just eat a potato for dinner. Right, and an boiled egg, right. You know, you must have told the kids that at some point because all the kids remember it and, and consider that a good lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. if I find that book, I'll yeah. let you know. Poor Richard's Almanac by ben Benjamin Franklin. Franklin. Or Franklin. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for joining me. And if you'll stick around, maybe we'll do another one of these soon. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm game. All right. That's great. See you next time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.